You're listening to the Confidential Brief with Chad Thomas on High FM. We're now moving into a very interesting field, and that is the the field of cybercrime. And in studio with me is Rudy Ferreira. Rudy, welcome to the show. Thank you, Chad. Rudy represents an organization called RS Technology Solutions, and it, it's an organization that, that deals specifically with cybercrime. Now, I don't know if you've heard the most recent news relating to the Mark Batchelor murder, but over the weekend, a person was arrested who's purportedly in partnership with, with Batchelor. They were apparently involved in debt collections and investigations, and this person hasn't been arrested because he's linked to the murder. He's been arrested because he, it is alleged that he took Mark Batchelor's phone from the scene of the crime had the phone wiped and they then arrested him later and found that this phone had been wiped. So my question to you is once a phone is wiped, is there any way that they can retrieve whatever information was on this phone? So there's absolutely phenomenal technology that's released out of Israel that we've we the only part in South Africa. I don't know if I can, uh, can I use their name? Of course you um, can. A company called Zekops. Um, they specialize in mobile device forensics and we're very privileged to be part of the whole approach in the market. So yes, it can. So even if somebody takes a phone and thinks that by deleting all the information it's gone, it can in some, in some instances be retrieved? Yes, it can. So this actually makes it very bad for people wiping phones, thinking that, well, you know, we're going to move on with our lives. Nothing's going to come out of it, especially in a situation as high profile as this, you know, because now everybody's looking and thinking to themselves, why would a partner to a person who's just been assassinated want to wipe the phone clean? People trying to wipe the tracks um, and due to knowledge of what's out there, they believe it's the end of the road for that piece of evidence, which is not. Rudy, I need to ask you this. We we battle with cybercrime investigation in South Africa. When I say we battle, we don't battle with legislation. There's great legislation in place. We battle with the state keeping up with all the changes and the exponential growth in cybercrime. Do you feel that there is a big market for private organizations within the investigation space to supplement what the state is meant to be doing in respect to the investigation of cybercrimes? 100%. If there wasn't a market for that, organizations like ours wouldn't exist. Um, I mean, we're there to assist authorities, the South African Police Services for one, um, and then the investigation organizations in the financial sector and insurance sector. Really, wh- why do you think we've seen such a huge spurt in cyber-related crimes? Because, and I think we need to define for our clients what, what, what is cybercrime. Because for me, cybercrime um, is a very, very broad field. It can be something as simple as a romance scam where somebody sets up a fake profile um, to try solicit funds by pretending to be somebody that you'd be involved with romantically, all the way to somebody um, planting malware or phishingware on your computer so that they can get your keystrokes and steal your banking information. How how broad is it, and what are we seeing as as South Africans in particular in terms of the growth in cybercrime? Chad, to take a step back, cybercrime is not only related to financial gain. If you go into schools, cyberbullying forms part of cybercrime. Um, 
Then we go obviously into the financial market, impersonating of bank accounts, phishing scams, um, all the ones we we know. The reason people would pursue cybercrime as a avenue because it's so much easier to, to try and make a honest living. Okay, you can. I've explained this to somebody this morning. It's much easier to try and scam somebody out of money than to go and work an eight-to-five job to get the same amount of money. We individuals and organizations are targeted. We, we and I'll touch on that just now on user awareness. So, would you rather target an individual and organization that you believe is not educated in the field of security? Or would you try and penetrate sophisticated systems? True that. When Rudy said to me, um, school kids, um, school kids being so tech savvy these days, I wasn't thinking he was going down the cyber stalk or cyber bully route. I thought he was going to say they're actually hacking into their school mainframe to change their marks. I wouldn't be surprised if that's happening. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, Rudy's going to explain to us about some of the, the crimes he's investigated, what you should be doing to try to limit yourself being at risk, and if you need advice, how he's going to be there to be able to give you that necessary advice. You're listening to The Confidential Brief with Chad Thomas on High FM. I'm chatting to Rudy Ferreira from... Uh, RS uh, Technology Solutions, and we're discussing the, the growth in cybercrime. And while we're taking a break, I was just chatting to him about, you know, the, the, the different forms of cybercrime. And I was thinking to myself, you know, talking about the school kids who are so tech-savvy these days, etc. My wife recently wrote a, a, a postgraduate paper. And for her to write that paper um, outside of varsity and to submit it The protocols that she had to go through Were incredible And that's because of plagiarism And the way people steal things off the internet She had to literally feed her paper Through a specific program That the university has created To ensure that none of her work um, she that, that she had not plagiarized any of her work And it just shows how the cyber world Has come in in every particular angle People can now log into your homes CCTV networks and see what you're doing Via smart televisions People can even know if you've got a smart fridge What you need to eat But let's get to the basics of it Rudy, give us a couple of examples Of what South Africans should be looking out for And cases you've been involved in Chad, I think the biggest problem in South African broad industry is user education and you can have the most sophisticated solutions in your environment if there's no user education those solutions become null and void I've recently been involved in an an organization where there was a leak of about 35,000 email addresses due to a untrained user clicking on an email together with those email addresses was all bank account details personal information so from a data leakage perspective I mean that is huge um, once you touch 35,000 individuals times that by four because typically there's, there's four now per individual that people's looking after so the number just becomes enormous. So. so tell me about your organization. Are you 
selling the education? Are you selling the product? Are you selling the software to help prevent it from happening? Are you investigating once it has happened? Where do you fit into the cybercrime space? So RS Technology Solutions is a boutique cybersecurity business. We're not trying to be everything for everybody. We we do user education. We also do threat intelligence. And if if you don't mind, I want to elaborate a little bit on threat intelligence. That is the typical dark web that everybody talks about. Is your credentials leaking out in the cyberspace, in the dark web? And what can be done about that? Then we look after privilege access management. So not everybody's going to have access to every piece of information in your organization. I mean, it, it's based around levels. Um, then we're f- dealing with a very interesting concept, and there's a lot of pushback against that, but so far we've had great successes. Where your typical organization would bring in white hatters, white hat hackers, to, to do penetration testing in the organization. We've got a different approach where we do attack simulations, breach and attack simulations in the environment. So, and the benefit of that is it's actually got no effect on the user or the organization while we're busy with it. And once you're done with your breach and attack simulation, you can actually come up with mitigating and getting rid of the risks with solutions that's out there in the market. I sometimes worry whether my my job is going to become redundant. I am an old-fashioned knock-on-door, walk-the-street detective. Um, However, I do have staff employed that have undergone training in the legislation relating to cybercrime, etc., um, and how it affects South Africans as a whole. But cybercrime is changing on a daily basis, and we're seeing it evolving. How do you, as, a, as an organization that deals specifically in cybercrime, keep up with this evolution in, 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 in cybercrime? Research, research, research. There's, when, there is not a single piece of technology that gets re- released today and will be still top of the food chain tomorrow morning there's always somebody else trying to be better and the the same research we do the criminals do I mean we fool ourselves if we believe you've done a, a threat intelligence scan or a breach and attack simulation last week now everything is hunky dory it's a constant it evolves daily if not hourly so my listeners who may not necessarily be part of corporates or large organizations, etc., if they want to protect their own personal data, their own personal information, they have a laptop at home, they have a smart TV, they have a, an, a, a, a smartphone, what, what would you give them in terms of advice to protect themselves from a potential attack? So the first thing you'll do, do not divulge your personal information in the, in the outside world. Unless you know or expect a specific email, don't hand your details out to anybody, your banking details, your your passwords. Run decent antivirus software. 
that's got a, a protection and a parental control. And when you run a parental control on antivirus on you, be it your PC or your mobile device, doesn't mean you now a child. It protects you for visiting unsolicited sites and unscrupulous sites that's out there to steal your information. Can you can you share with our listeners the importance of not falling for a pretty face? Because I've seen such a phenomenal growth in South Africa of catfishing where people get befriended on, on social media sites and before they realize that they're doing silly things that land up costing them money. Chad, it's, it's, it's actually quite a sad scenario. I think one of the biggest reasons catfishing is still working is because of people that's being lonely and they're looking for a partner out there and then they got a pretty face coming to them and say, yeah, I am. Let's try and build something here. And it's it's normally a very short space of time. Money will be asked. Can you help me? I just need to get there. But a week ago, that individual would have told you how wealthy they were. And they're waiting for certain funds to get released from their grandmother's will. So just be vigilant in what you... What you do out there, it, it's it's a hard world. It's actually heartbreaking. You you hit the nail on the head when you said loneliness. Um, a syndicate was arrested operating out of the Strand in Cape Town, and they were targeting um, older women from a specific religious group, and they they made profiles that fitted exactly what those people were looking for because those people had put out what they were looking for, whether it be on a dating site, whether it be on social media, etc. And what people don't realize is that the world is full of predators, and we don't want to look at the world so in such a jaded manner. But we have to be realistic. On average, let's 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 tell the truth to our listeners. How many people do you think are getting scammed by these so-called romance scams on a daily basis in South Africa? I can't even give you the number. I I don't know. Um, personally, I know probably in the past three four years, probably. And this is in a personal capacity, probably 52, 54 people. That you've dealt with. Yeah. I can tell you, judging by some of the syndicates that have been investigated, they are literally running hundreds, if not thousands, of profiles on a daily basis. They may get five people on the hook. Out of those five, if they get one, they're lucky. But it's literally like a boiler room. You've got people sitting in front of computers just sending out profiles and sending out messages. So in order to elaborate on that, I mentioned earlier about the emails that got leaked. Okay, that went into a one of these syndicates, and trying to understand the financial capacity of the individuals um, whose details were leaked. Now, fortunately, it was picked up early enough, and stops were put in place. Uh, so. Threat intelligence scans were done But I mean the complete opposite could have happened Where it wasn't picked up We're going to take our last break of the day When we come back Rui's going to tell you how you can get in touch with him And what kind of services he offers You're listening to The Confidential Brief With Chad Thomas on High FM 
I must be honest, I love this show because I learn things I wouldn't learn elsewhere. Like today, Rudy Ferreira taught me about these attack simulations that they have where they check the vulnerability of, of their clients, um, data protection, etc. And I think it's so critically important that people understand that at any given time, that these guys may be doing a simulation. There are real criminals out there that are running hundreds, if not thousands, of attacks on individuals, on small companies, on corporates, and on government. Rudy, what do they need to do to protect themselves, and how do they get hold of you? Just let's be vigilant out there. And if you don't know, ask. Get yourself a security expert. We're not all experts in other fields. That's why you get bankers and you get people like myself. If you want to get hold of us, send us an email on info at rstechnologygroup.co.za or give the office a shout on 087-657-0001. And if you want to browse on the web, it's www.rstechnologygroup.co.za. You can't forget that rstechnologygroup.coza or info at rstechnology.co.za. Rudy, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. And I look forward to having you back on the show in the not-too-distant future because I can guarantee we're going to see an evolution once again in the way that attacks are taking place. And when you've got new information about new crimes that are taking place, please come in. Share it with our listeners. Let's have our listeners prepared for these type of attacks. I would love to. You've been listening to Confidential Brief. My name is Chad Thomas. The podcast will be uploaded tomorrow. There will be a repeat later in the week. But any other information, you can go to our Facebook page. It's facebook.com forward slash Confidential Brief Radio Show.